It's a huge night for us over here at Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is easier from outside the cage. It's our 30th episode here to preview all things UFC 162. I'm Kevin. With me, of course, Raf Esparza. Raf, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Kevin, the more important question tonight is not how are you doing, as in you, Kevin, yeah, I got who you're talking about. It's how are you doing, special guest John Evans? I'm actually doing fantastic, Raph. Thank you so much for asking. It's yeah. so nice to have you back on the podcast, almost as if we don't need Kevin. Who? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, it's almost like that. And if you're new to the show, this type of hijinks is common. Raph is attempting to replace with replace me with a more knowledgeable better looking co-host um but i don't think it's gonna happen not tonight at least but we do thank you john for joining the show as always you can find us over on itunes verbal tap cast please leave a review you can also go to verbaltapcast.com you can see things like raf publicizing other podcasts he's doing that are about fitness me <laughs> reviewing war mma and uh, occasionally we'll throw up some things that John Evans is doing over at, what was that website? I, uh, I'm having trouble remember. It was bjjbreakdown.com. Yes, where you are doing a noble service for the jiu-jitsu community. You're reviewing fights and giving us sort of a, a higher level breakdown of what's going on in the competitive jiu-jitsu world, right? Uh, that is the goal. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that is also the result. So, uh, but I will let you guys be the judge. You can check it out. BJJBreakdown.com. Shameless. Still it's fun. okay. We're, we're way more shameless than, than you are on, on branding. But Kevin, can I tell you something about branding? Yes. Uh, I just saw this guy's uh, business cards and they are immaculate. He has his own logo for BJJ Breakdown. And it looks like two hands uh, are, are coming in to help and like, you know, like United Way where it's like the cupped hands that you see all the time that go, hey, hey, welcome. Yes. Uh, these hands are not helping you. What, what's <laughs> happening in this logo, John? Those hands are shoulder locking you with a camera. Those hands are shoulder locking you. It's amazing. I'm instantaneously jealous of his logo so please do yourselves a favor and go see the friendly and inviting bjjbreakdown.com logo it is worth your time people i'm already going to be googling it just to head over there and see if i can scare myself out of sleeping tonight so i'm looking forward to that a lot raf would you like to explain to mr evans the game we have created yes we have a great game that we're going to play with you john uh are you, what's uh, the matter? I'm, well, I don't know. I, I come here. You're 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 a little you're a little bit of a loose cannon. You're, <laughs> you're, you're drinking a Bud Light. Yes. And you've got this tone with me that makes me a little uncomfortable. And now there's a surprise game. Uh, and he's yeah. of course talking to Raph because I'm drinking a Coors Light. Otherwise, all of those things could have also applied. So, oh, I'm sorry. Am I drinking the official sponsor of the UFC? Am I I'm drinking sorry. the official sponsor of the Mountains? Uh, am I eating the official corn snack of the UFC? Not now, John. Wait, uh, what's the official corn snack of the UFC? It's uh, corn nuts. 
Oh, okay. Come on. <laughs> the corn I would, no, Sorry. no. I'm, I'm breaking the third wall, fourth wall, whatever the bullshit it is. He is not at all eating corn nuts. This is lies and and nothing but untruths Ooh, being But how, how often do you get to say the official corn snack of the UFC? <laughs> no one gets to say that. It is Ever. ridiculous. I grant you it's that. beautiful. But I am legitimately drinking the official yeah, drink of the UFC. Welcome, That's welcome right. to Front Street, John Evans, where Raph will call you out <laughs> on your business. Um, yeah. You can tell he's drinking a Bud Light by my bruises. <laughs> it's, it's getting so, nice and live. Explain the game, please, if you would, Raph. The way this game works is, John, um, we're going to throw some new topics at you. They're news stories that have happened within MMA or the UFC. We need you to give your responses in seven seconds or less to each of these stories. Do you think you can do this? Um... I, it, it might, yeah. Judging from this response, <laughs> I'm a little questionable on if we can pull this off. Maybe if we raised it from 7 to 30 seconds. Do we want to give him 30, though? No, I didn't even want him on the show. You worked that little gem, so you have to deal with the consequences. All right, deal. Let's give him 30. Let's okay, see I if... have my stopwatch right with me. I Obviously, I mean my stop iPhone, but I'm ready. My iPhone stopwatch. So, so is this like a, am I supposed to just name the first thing that comes to my head type of thing? Like an association? It's part that. It's also going to be, you know, what are, yeah, what are the first things that come to your, your brain? What's your analysis? You are known for BJJBreakdown.com mm. and giving astute analysis. But the question is, can you do it in 30 seconds or less for topics that you may or may not be familiar with? And I'll remind you, brevity is the cornerstone of all wit. Uh, so, this is not grappling or fight related necessarily? It like, is this, fight related. Like, they are fight related. They're fight related. This they may not be grappling related. Wait, fight, fight related, like, but it could be anything like Anderson Silva stubbed his toe. Like, nothing having could to do with Could be just like that? Fight. Yeah, that yep. could actually be a topic, sure. Okay. Do you think you could do this? Is that a topic? Boy, you're I'm killing it so far. Uh, you're bathing the audience in confidence <laughs> with your ability to see. So the audience thing. right now is just wait, like, wait, wait, wait. I don't think you can do it. <laughs> Before we start the 30 second game, can I get two minutes of clarifying questions? <laughs> this is all this is all news to me, and so I'm a little nervous, but all right, I, I, I'm up for the challenge. Excellent. Kevin, are you ready for this? I'm I'm already ready. I'm already cracking up at our mockery of his 30 second ability so yeah i'm ready <laughs> so do you want to start us off with the first one i'd love to cage potatoes front page right now has a picture of john jones with his thumbs down sort of saying forget you and ronda rousey flipping us off what do you think was happening when that picture was taken 30 uh, seconds go go um they found out that they had a love child, and John Jones didn't want to stay with her. Boom! That you know what? That one was actually seven seconds yeah. exactly. It's pretty good. I do hate to rain on his parade, but surely, well, now you got me thinking. Maybe that's what happened. But we would know <laughs> if they had a love child. If anything, because hey, she's allowed to fight every nine months. I think we'd know. <laughs> Astute analysis, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Um, in my opinion, by the way, they were so blotto drunk that somebody was like, 
say hi to the camera and they were like I gotta out ego the person I'm with and it ended up just looking like a college frat party with two professional fighters excellent mm. okay okay that was that a fact or was that just you were guessing oh no I don't do facts I mean, oh. <laughs> what did you want me to do some research let's uh okay so so you're asking me questions that we don't have the real answers to some of them we kind of it's have possible. the answer to but mm. sure this is a fantastic game so far. <laughs> You're not helping. Do you do you think that Bob Barker ever had to deal with this on The Price is Right? I don't think Bob Barker was ever this drunk on The Price is Right. You take that oh, back. how dare you. Exactly. I'm sorry. It's rubbing off on me, his, his anger. <laughs> Bob Barker or? Yes. Raph, would you like to tackle the next topic? Yeah, I'll go there. Vidor Belfort says he doesn't need to fight Gegard Mousy. He just deserves the next title shot against Anderson Silva. Your thoughts? Uh, I don't know who Gegard Mousy is. Um, <laughs> if he's anything like Gegard Mousasi, then... Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, he's been in the game long enough. I would say he doesn't really need to, to fight him, but... Uh, you know, you can't really pick your fights, so... Gegard is, is definitely a worthy opponent, and Vitor is getting up there in age, so... Ha! Joke's on you! You spent more time talking about me mispronouncing the name than actually doing analysis! <laughs> Fool you! We just hit 30 <laughs> seconds. I was actually impressed. I was like, and there's three seconds to be insult-worthy, which exactly. is... <laughs> I think a particularly good indication that our brand of humor is rubbing off on you because of your precious time, you took a few to be negative and funny. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's definitely, uh, you guys are having a really negative influence on me, so. <laughs> I just like that Vitor Belfort's getting a little chippy, Yeah, I don't feel like he's there. It's like, Vitor, you, you did have a good last fight, but let's not get crazy. With the kick? Is that what you're talking about? I'm talking about with the kick, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, uh, you know, you get lucky with the kick, and then you just, that's it, title shot right away. Bam. That's right. Hey, I spinning back kick someone into uh, mild obscurity, so I'm back. Okay, I'll tackle the next one. Anderson Silva, and this is going to be tough to say in 30 seconds, John. Anderson Silva says that John Jones is better than him that he would beat him essentially and hints that he is a younger version of him meaning John is a younger version of Anderson what is your comment uh I, I, he's not better than Anderson Silva but he is a much better athlete than Anderson Silva he would definitely beat Anderson Silva in my opinion but not anywhere near as technical and really not a younger version of him I'm going to ask you to expand because we have 15 seconds. Yeah, where's the younger version of him? Their games are very different. Extremely different. Anderson Silva's pinpoint accurate striker um, as to where John Jones is just, I mean, he can touch you from across the cage with his monkey arms. Your and, time uh, has stopped oh, monkey well, arms. Well, I'm glad we ended on <laughs> monkey <laughs> arms. Those but I mean, not being. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, John. Right. No qualifiers. The game is thirty seconds. Uh, yes, he does have long limbs. He can the, kick the and touch you from like in the UFC, even longer than Stefan Struve, who's seven inches taller than him, something like that. 
So uh, I didn't mean that in necessarily a derogatory oh, way. Oh, no, no, of course. We totally interpreted that. But his arms are extremely long, freakishly long. They are. Like, he is a, he is a reach. That was perfect. All right, Raph, would you like to tackle the next one? I, yeah. I think we both agree pretty much. Actually, that was pretty good analysis. That wasn't bad. Yeah. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's wait. Let's save our, our applause till the end. Okay. All right. Next prompt. Dana White says he'll give more money to the underpaid fighters by doing away with bonuses. Wait, what? Say that again? Time begins. Time begins. <laughs> Time begins. Dana White says they'll give more money to underpaid fighters by doing away with fight bonuses. Um, I mean, I guess I like that. Fight bonuses are pretty subjective, and I think all the fighters are kind of underpaid anyway, except for the top, top tier fighters. So, uh, you know, arbitrarily giving some random fighter, you're like, hey, fight of the night or submission of the night is kind of, it's not the best way to pay out your fighters. If you could just raise their base pay all uh, quite a bit more, that would be preferred, I think, and more even. Follow-up question. (laughs) If that's the case, then do fighters have less to fight for if there is no knockout or submission or fight of the night bonus? Um, They do, but you have to remember, too, if you are not a fan favorite, there's no system for the belt with the UFC, there, if you beat one person, that doesn't move you up in the ranks necessarily. D- Dana and whatever the guy's name that makes the fights, uh, J- Joe Silva, yeah, he, they're the guys that choose the fights. So if you just bore the crap out of the audience and keep winning fights, they don't have to give you a title shot. So it's still on you to make the, site, the, the fight exciting. And, and if you are more exciting, you get more known to the fans and uh, greater likelihood of sponsorships. So... I've already pointed out that your 30 seconds has expired. So I will move on to the... No, I, I, I agree. I think it's always good if you can distribute it. But, you know, it's going to be time to start paying these guys regardless. Chael yes. Sonnen got married. What do you think his vows sounded like? Wait, is this true? This is fact. This, oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. his longtime girlfriend and smoking hot lady. Oh, really? This mm-hmm. is the part where I'd say her name if I could remember it, but I do not mm. get married. Mm. I thought it was Brittany or Bethany. Or so, so what was the actual question again? What what did his what did he say in his vows? Yeah, what, what do you think, think his, vows? his vows sounded like? Uh, I mean, it would sound like maybe like a WWE monologue. No, no, no. We need you to give an example of what you think. Give his an vows. example. Ah, mm-hmm. <sighs> I you know twenty seconds. I normally would, but. I, sir, am no Chael Sonnen, so I can't. Uh, Boo! I, I can't. This is the worst response you've yeah, ever I, done. He is, he is like, okay, trying I'm to mimic play, him. Oh, no. I'm going to play a little ping pong. He's too good. So let's just remember that at this moment, John Evans tapped out. Um, <laughs> if only I knew someone who had a large head and did a fairly good Chael Sonnen impression Raph, if I give you 15 seconds, John's remaining 15 seconds since the moment he declined. Do you think you can come up with some vows? Hey there, Poindexter. Yeah, I got it all covered. If you just want to go ahead and give me the mic. Oh, oh, here's the mic. Okay, now are we doing this 15 seconds? Yes. All right, let me know when we're going. Time begins now. I just want to say to whoever I'm standing next to right now, I think her name's Brittany. I don't really know. It doesn't really matter. The important thing is she's marrying the main attraction 
you can't get no satisfaction if you don't marry Chael Sonnen. And that, my friends, is a fact. Now, I'm going to do one more rhyme. I didn't have one there. It's called Love and Marriage Goes Together Like a Horse and Carriage. And this, I tell you, friend, is the Married with Children theme song. And I'm out. 15 seconds. Boom. Chael Sonnen. That was 36.3, but worth every 20 seconds of our That's overtime. Right. It's Chael Sonnen time. That was 15 seconds. Beautifully done. Nice job over there, Team LA. How did how did, uh, how did Raph get Chael Sonnen to come on the podcast? It's, it's always... hard to believe, right? Yeah, and it's weird because I have to kick Raph off to bring on all of <laughs> yeah. these different guests, which can it's be really, really hard. Now, what did yeah. you think about Chael when he walked in? Uh, he was beautiful. Yeah. He's a beautiful man. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you could just Great feel damn. the charisma. You wanted yeah. to be like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be on your honeymoon? <laughs> I, I, did, I just found out he was getting married, so that was kind of John, John's like, what honeymoon? He just barely got out of the reception. Okay, it's been announced, and Raph, you're going to have to help me explain this one. Yeah, I got you. Josh Rosenthal has been uh, sentenced? Uh, yeah, to 37 months in federal prison <laughs> with no possibility of parole. Why no parole? Because... He helped grow more than $6 million worth of marijuana and got caught. Now, John I want Evans. to be clear. Where? I grow weed, but this is shocking. That's a lot of weed. It is a lot of weed. I mean, if you do the math, that's a lot of dime bags. Now, John Evans, what is your response to this? What the hell does $6 million worth of pot look like? Probably like <laughs> Uncle Scrooge's money bank. Like, but just yeah. With- where was he hiding this? How could you ever grow $6 million worth of pot and expect to get away with it? Who does the evaluation for $6 million yeah. worth of pot? <laughs> I just don't even understand. The luckiest like, lab they, tech they in the like, world. You, you couldn't even like promote that. You would have to take like an aerial photograph to show people that you had all the pot. It, how could you be inconspicuous with that? Dude, I'm pretty sure that's like $6 million right there. <laughs> Like, I don't know, just someone go next to it. Like, take a picture of it. Dude, yeah. dude, let's go buy $6 million worth of Cheetos. And just <laughs> That's what? the no, best the joke Kevin's ever done. Don't do the official. I'm sorry. I'm you, sorry. Are, you are not eating the official. The official corn Not even the corn snacks. What sorry. a rare thing for John to feel passionate about. Not even I, his own website, www.bjjbreakdown.com. No, corn nuts. The official corn, corn snack, snack of the UFC. <laughs> Well, what did it beat out though to become the official corn snack? I, you, you, I don't know, bugles maybe. <laughs> oh, definitively bugles. All right, you no. two jet setters, that, uh, or maybe you're driving. That plan, I guess, was uh, it went up in smoke. I guess. Huh? Hey. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Once, None of he, you can see the look that I am exchanging. To he John really Nick. lit his chances Mitch. of becoming a primetime referee on fire. <laughs> uh, I'm, I, you can't see the look I'm giving Kevin either. I, but it's I, all I disappointment it. all around. Uh, it's okay. It. He, he got sentenced, so now he's going to the joint. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> when did this become amateur hour? Well, by my count, 20 minutes ago, that is when the show started. Let's move on to UFC 162, where the main card is debuting 
this coming Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, Anderson Silva versus Chris Weedman in the main event. Are you guys oh, want to start on there? Oh, yeah, yeah. They just got added at the last oh, minute. Oh, okay. They're driving me. We're, we're going to that one, right? We are going to that. Oh, yes. that actually sounds really fun. Yeah. Oh. I'm drinking my beer and ignoring you for 30 seconds, so somebody better start talking. Hey, that's great. You know the best part about not going with Kevin, though, mm. is that I'm going with you. Mm. You are so much more of an upgrade. Okay, fuck it. I'm fine. Anderson Silva versus oh, Chris Weedman. Keep that 30 seconds of pouring <laughs> your own beer into your mouth because you get so hurt about it. It's cool. I chose interrupting you over finishing my taste of the Rockies. Brought to you by Coors Light. This Anderson. podcast is not brought to you by Coors Light. Let's stop that right now. No, just that by specific thing that was. No. <laughs> I got to tell you guys, I'm starting to buy into the hype. I can't tell if it's just the commercials, but I'm starting to think the wrestling of Chris Weedman mm-hmm. and his his general propensity towards liking the fight close and staying tough is going to be a really good fight for Anderson Silva. Okay. Uh, you say do you okay, see him um, I, I, uh, no, I don't. But you said you were buying the hype. So I'm buying the hype buy that it's going to be a good fight. Get a yeah, I'm just... with it so that you could return it. Well, my initial reaction when I heard Chris Weedman was fighting Anderson Silva was, okay, that sucks. That's super boring. Yeah. Chris Weedman's going to get knocked unconscious with a, with some sort of kick. Um, I no longer feel that way. What do you think? You think it's going to be a good fight? I'm very much looking forward to it because uh, I do think that, at the very least, Chris... And I I keep wanting to call him Weidman, so I'm going to keep doing that because I feel it's fun for me. But I feel like Chris has at least promised that he's going to go out guns blazing. So, at the very worst, he's determined to give us a good fight. So, I feel good in that aspect. Do I think that's a reality? I'm not quite sure. And are you ready to choose who you think is going to win? Oh, I would never bet against a Jedi. How can you? How no. can you? A Jedi that sees the Matrix and lives in our time and breathes our air, I don't I don't know what to do. He's too good. Uh, I am interested in maybe going up to people on the streets of Vegas and asking them to bet me on the spot <laughs> if they'd take Chris uh, Weidman over Anderson Silva. But I don't know. John, your thoughts? Uh... You know, I actually think Weidman, Weedman, is that, I don't know. That's, that's Go with a, me, because I, if you say I, it Otherwise, it's once, a Rosenthal reference. I actually think it is Weidman. I, you know, I don't know. I, I just, right. I, I get a little self-conscious every time I say it, because. I'll, I'll stick with you, right? Yeah. Man. We got this. All right, cool. Weidman, he <laughs> is, I think he does have the tools to beat Anderson Silva. I think he can make it happen. Probably nearly as nearly as efficiently as Chael Sonnen had the had the chance to at least in that first time. Yeah, I mean Chael Sonnen had him beaten. He just made a ridiculous mistake at the end. Yeah, but I think that is the Achilles' heel of Anderson Silva is the grappling. If you can get him down, which is not too too hard to do, uh, doing it without getting knocked out is a different different thing entirely, but if you can get him down, and if you are a superior grappler, and his grappling is not fantastic. Uh, I know people that are not in the know on the jiu-jitsu side uh, hear that he's a black belt, which 
honestly doesn't mean anything. Um, it's it's really it's it's an individual thing, completely individual. So some black belts are phenomenal, and some are not very good. And uh, I'm not saying that he's not good, but he's not going to be like a Damian Maya, where who is? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> who is? Where your world champ status black belt? There's a huge, huge difference between those from a regular black belt and a world champ black belt. And he is definitely not world champ material. Uh, so if a really good grappler could get him down. And hold him down and use his superior grappling to either submit him or ground and pound. I think that's definitely everyone's shown. Even Travis Luter nearly beat him. An out of shape, couldn't make the weight cut. Travis Luter went in there, and Travis Luter's a very good grappler, but mm-hmm. you know he's he's never won a world championship. He's it, it, so it let was me just, ask mm-hmm. this because essentially everyone says if if Chael had not made that mistake. Are you guys believing that Chris is sort of a... Uh, I'm just going with Chris to avoid the last name discrepancy. Just a mm. younger version of Chael Sonnen. Do you feel like that's an accurate assessment of his talents? Though, clearly more gifted in jiu-jitsu. He is more jiu-jitsu oriented, but... I don't know. I wouldn't really compare him to Chael Sonnen necessarily. Like, Chael, Chael's wrestling is very good. And he is more of a grinder. I haven't seen enough of Weidman because he hasn't fought in a while, right? It's, no, it's, he's, been, it's been about a year. Yeah, I mean, that's a long time. And the last thing time I saw him, he put in a, a cracking performance against uh, against Munoz, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And he, I mean, Munoz is good, and he made him look not so good. Yeah. So it's just hard to tell. He, when he's on, he just ruins people, and, and you just don't know if those people are on the level of someone like an Anderson Silva or – you know, maybe they're just so below someone like Anderson Silva so, that. Let me say this, and I'm going to pose this question to Raf first. We believe Anderson Silva to win this fight has to do it via strikes, and do we think he has to do it early? Um, it, it, did you want me to answer that one? Oh, that because was that was. I, I was oh. going to Raf. Oh, sorry. I was more shocked that John had the ability to look me in the face after you said. Well, I'm going to ask Graf, and John goes, I got that for Raph. <laughs> uh, I was like, that's some, that's some ballsy moves there, John. Spiked my coconut water. <laughs> yeah, it's completely me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here's what I'll say. I think it does have to end for uh, strikes via Anderson Silva. I think that's just the way I, I see him winning this. Um, it may not necessarily be that way, but I don't necessarily see Anderson Silva submitting him which I think is something a couple of us would probably agree to. The craziest thing about Anderson Silva is <clears throat> I think that just in his boxing and his ability to stand up and strike, it, it, there's going to be a difference. And if he really just comes in and has a focus and gets a good couple clean shots with some good angles, yeah, we're talking early in the five-round fights. But I don't know. I, I, I see it maybe being a little more competitive. For the past two days, I've been thinking either second or third round. Interesting. Um, and I'm going to keep with the same things. John, the later this fight goes, does it favor Chris? Does it favor Weidman? Or do you think Silva is always Silva, no matter what round we're in? <clears throat> well, you know, I, I, I pretty much agree with Raph. I, I think he's just the superior striker. He's dealt with good grapplers before, unless... Weidman has a really great game plan, which I hope he does, and just attacks, attacks on the takedowns and tries to get it right into his game right from the get-go and continues to do that for the 
for the whole fight. Um, I, I just see Anderson Silva, we've seen in the past too, he'll be avoidant and then he'll pick his shots and then he'll eventually end up knocking him out. Or even if it goes on, we've seen real boring Anderson Silva fights where we, Dana would come to the press conference yeah. afterwards and just say that this is horrible. He basically danced around and didn't want to lose. And we, you know, we could see that again. I don't put that past him. Uh, his style, he he doesn't want to take punishment, as no one should, but he's good at avoiding, which can look boring, and then he picks his shots. So, you know, if he uses that and that stops Weidman from getting in on him, then, you. you know, it could go the distance, and then Anderson would take a real close decision, I would think. Now, Kevin, <laughs> I've I've got some interesting news for you. Being the investigative journalist that I am, Yes. I have something to bring to this podcast right now. I'm stoked to hear it. Okay. So uh, Chris was recently on the MMA uh, fighting hour with uh, Ariel Hawani. And he brought a photo with him that he has hanging on his refrigerator. Would you like me to read what the photo says? Please read this. Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, it's a picture of Anderson Silva with his hands on his hips. In the cage, and it says, I, Chris Weidman, or Weidman, whatever I refer to myself on that day, will defeat Anderson Silva on July 6, 2013, and become the UFC MW champion of the world! Exclamation mark. There are asterisk bullet points here. They are work hard every day, although from this writing, it looks more like er a day. Eat healthy, no excuses, refuse to lose. And this is my favorite, physical, mental, and in all caps, spiritual. I like it. I I guess I I really wish, I kind of hoped it would say something more eclectic. Like the keys to beating him are like, don't forget to have a good laugh every day. Uh, make time for my friend Karen. We're right. always saying we should get coffee. Let's just get coffee. I kind of wish they were more like that because it's a little too... It's hard to root against a guy that just writes really emotional things on his uh, Anderson Silva poster. It's got to be weird, right? Fighting someone that you grew up watching as like your Michael Jordan of your sport. Sure. But I mean, at some point, that gets tossed out the window. I think for here, uh, the funny part to me is when you look at that picture, there is stuff... That looks like it could be cut off here. So, Kevin, you might be entirely right. There may be, like, a grocery list Ooh. of things that he may not, you know, have given to Ariel because he's just like, Spiritually. <laughs> Spiritually. I'm going to go to whatever religion he goes to and then be better at him at that, too. <laughs> My favorite uh, thing over here is this is uh, – it's been posted a few times on, on different sites, but we're going to our friends Tap, Nap, Snap, your MMA recap – and they have a commenter who <laughs> made me laugh with this that says, pictures don't hit back. <laughs> it has one like to it. And, Good. Uh, Good. I'm glad it's only one. Exactly. Dick move. I love the idea. Like, <laughs> that was what he thought he was going to contribute was, yeah, you know what? I'm going to show Chris Weidman. Pictures don't hit back. Send. I'm a genius. Prove me wrong. Exactly. Prove me wrong. All three of us are looking forward to Anderson Silva versus Chris Weed Weidman. Well, that's worse. Weed Weidman. Weed Weidman is great. Yeah. 
Um, so, we're going to start to rapid fire through these next fights, which is, you know, hone us down to hone it in down to three, maybe two minutes. Frankie Edgar versus Charles Oliveira. Uh, let's go Edgar. Yeah, right. What, John, do you have anybody know? else that you're going for? Do you, where do you see this? Uh, do you know anything think... about Chucky? What's on? Do you know anything about Charles Oliveira? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, the Brazilian guy. Like, doesn't his his nickname in Portuguese mean like from the hood or something like that? Ooh, I may have to change my vote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that did it. That raps hurt enough. <laughs> he he's the he's the up and comer. I mean, now I guess he's been for a while, but it, the one that's thrown on those quick, vicious submissions, uh, from what I remember, and he is definitely very dangerous. But Frankie Edgar. Honestly, I, I mean, after I moving down, uh, like, I still think he is one of the best, or maybe the best, at 155. Um, I think he got he got uh, screwed out of some decisions. Agreed. And, and <laughs> which decisions are those, John? <laughs> and then he, he, but they were all great fights, and I don't think that should take him out of title contention. And even if he lost, he's still right there. There's no definitive winner, you know, I think. But anyway, so they moved him down to 145. And then, you know, I think he's with Ricardo Almeida, like the, the whole Henzo Gracie, Matt Serra camp mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Uh, a really good grappler, underrated, and I just don't see him losing this one. If you had to bet, would you put $20 on Frankie Edgar or Charles Olivier? Uh, definitely Edgar. Okay. Definitely Edgar. Yeah, and I, I think the five rounds versus three rounds is going to come in big. Because when was the last time Frankie Edgar fought a three-round fight? Uh, his condition's already top notch. It's just he's going to feel that confidence to go as hard as he wants at any time. Absolutely. Now, Kevin, I'm excited to ask about this next fight because <laughs> I might have been responsible for putting this fight together. You're responsible for Tim Kennedy versus Roger Gracie. Yes. How? Please explain how so. Okay. So let me take you back to a great time, August 2012. That was a great time. It was a great time. Uh, I was at UFC uh, on Fox 4, the open media workout. I get a chance to pull Hodger Gracie aside, and I'm like, yo, Hodger, my man, tell me about Tim Kennedy. And he talks to me, and he talks to me as a Gracie would. No, actually, he was really quiet and very short and succinct. But he was mentioning how uh, Tim Kennedy made some comments about him on Twitter and how he was like, yeah, I totally want to fight him. And lo and behold, you know, somebody decides to put that together, and you're welcome, America. I'm glad I could play a role in putting that fight together. <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't excited about this fight, but now I'm elated about you this You should fight. be. It's as uh, if Verbal Tap Cast is presenting you this fight. And who is... Are you too close to it to pick a winner? Do you feel like it's kind of something you, you've raised since it was in its infantile stages? Or are you prepared you know, to Kevin, I, as a true journalist, keep a sure. level of objectivity. Obviously. So I choose not to ever, ever state my preferences. Now, I might be putting money on one of them. Uh-oh. But physically? No. <laughs> What do you That's think? I'm going to make it rain on one of them? <laughs> He's had a couple beers. I don't know what he's saying anymore. <laughs> I just love that. I would have had, look, I've had one beer 
John Evans. But you're thinking about that second one, aren't you? I'm not. I'm thinking about mm, your coconut water. This is thrilling radio. See, it is thrilling. Podcast fans. They're having anyway, a... as I'm saying, uh, honestly, uh, and you guys can disagree, I just always side the jiu-jitsu guy, so I really want to see Hodger win. I don't I don't know. I think uh, I, I'm going to err on the side of Mr. Kennedy. Caution. Yeah, I'm going Kennedy. It's a great note. I mean, you know, uh, Kennedy's kind of a wild card. We know Hodgers, you know, been a competitor for a long time. He made the natural switch, but I'm going to go with some, some TK. That's Mr. Fair. Evans, do you have a favorite? I do. Um, I, I have to say, I have to preface it first with, I think Tim Kennedy, other than maybe King Mo was, is his is his toughest fight. He hasn't maybe had the toughest of matches just because he was warming his way up to the whole MMA thing, fighting people like Kevin Randleman and people that he stylistically matches up very well with. But uh, fighting with King Mo, you saw he got knocked out um, pretty pretty quick and uh, or at least finished. So he does not... I don't know if you know much about Hadra Gracie, but uh, he is not very athletic at all, despite his yeah. really tall frame. He's, I think he's 6'4", 6'5", something yeah. like that. He's very, very tall. Uh, and he cuts a bit of weight so he can make it down to 185 just because of his size, but he's not athletic, like not an athletic bone in his body. He cannot move quick at all. And it, he really does his jujitsu well in spite of his physicality. Of course, being long, it creates a better lever for leverage. I am going to have to ask you to pick a fighter at this juncture. So, Hodger Gracie, no. Um, <laughs> ha- having said that, he, de- he doesn't deal well with more physical fighters that are good at striking. Tim Kennedy's strength is the grappling and his uh, work output, and I think Hodger will deal with that pretty well and submit him. Okay. We've got uh, two votes, Hodger, one vote, Tim Kennedy. We're finishing out the card here. Mark Munoz versus Tim Boach. I think he botched that. Mm. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm going to go with Mark Munoz, so I can say I'm going with Eminem, but you guys feel free to. <laughs> You're stupid. Have you seen Mark the pictures of Mark Munoz yet? Uh, I've seen, yeah, there's some tattoos, right? He's, uh, am I thinking of the right one? No. Do me a okay. favor. When you get a chance, go look it up. It's okay. it's pretty impressive. I'm actually going to... I looked at gonna... the pictures right before I started. I must not have committed them to memory, Raph. Well, the Welcome reason why... Street slash Verbal Sap. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I'm asking, and I'm actually showing this uh, to our good friend, Mr. John Evans here, he's undergone a ridiculous amount of weight loss. Really? Look at this photo that I am showing you of Mark. Oh, wow. Kevin, if you have a chance, I would Google it right this second. That's and you insane. tell me what you think about what he's been up to in the time since we've seen him last. Wait, he's, wait, he's, he's not in the same weight class then, is he? No. Oh, what was he? He was the. Was he light heavyweight before? I actually, at that point, thought he was uh, heavyweight. Where right now he was, uh, he went from 261 pounds to 199 oh, on wow. June 27th. So does he cut down to 185? Yep. Oh, so it looks goodness. like he is going to 185 Whoa. at the tender age of 35 to be cutting down that kind of weight. Wow. Kevin, your responses to that. 
Damn. <laughs> Look at that. That guy got cut. No, this is absolutely not who I was thinking of, by the way, with the tattoos comment. This guy did some... You think this is Atkins? Is this that Subway <laughs> diet I've heard so much about? What do you think this you is? You know what it is? It's all of the diets, all in one. <laughs> oh, someone and, isn't eating any carbs. So and here's the I, thing. I stick with Mark Munoz as my pick, then. I think you... He's mean, hungry. I know he's I, hungry. He's definitely hungry. Let's not question <laughs> any part of that. Uh, this is what he wrote on his website, which I, I thought was interesting. He's battled through injury, self-doubt, depression. I turned to food for comfort, and what I found was more heartache. Uh, a never-ending cycle of eating because I was sad and sad because I was eating. Which, by the way, at this point, makes him essentially an Austin Powers character, but I digress. Uh, he continues on by saying he had to find a piece and comfort in my faith in God, and he helped shape my life. I guess what the takeaway here is, Mark Munoz is coming with a vengeance, and I just think for that, maybe if it off-balances him a little bit, but even when he was fighting at that weight, he had a lot of power to him, so I'm really interested to see how he fights after dropping this much weight. I'm certainly ready to to see someone... I don't. I can't think of another time that I've seen a weight loss like that. That dramatic. Yeah, it's just it's remarkable. And so you know, hopefully this is a great fight. It'd be a nice return to form for him. So I, I can't root against that. So you're going, Mark Munoz, yep. Mr. Evans, decision time, Munoz or Bosch. Wow, so he. I mean, he just doesn't even look like the same person. That's no. unreal. Good for him. Um, Man, I always thought Mark Munoz, uh, if, if you look at his wrestling pedigree, like he's just always underperformed in the UFC. Mm-hmm. For, even when he does well, it's it's kind of it nearly feels like he's just not able to do what he should be doing. So maybe the new Mark Munoz will be, especially at a lower weight class where he should have been the whole time, evidently. Uh, man, he could be a real tear there. Um, I'm going to go Munoz because uh, I think Bosch kind of kind of just gets pushed along the ranks and uh, also underperforms a little bit, but he hasn't had anywhere near the dramatic transformation as Munoz. That's three votes M&M. Cub Swanson versus Dennis Seaver, and I am going early for the German assassin, as I call him, Dennis Seaver. I, you guys are going to remember that I said this, and maybe you both already know this about him. I've never seen someone throw strikes like Dennis Seaver does. He doesn't ever, he has a really weird style where he just keeps throwing elbows, punches, kicks, combinations, and he doesn't ever stop that throughout the entire fight. It's so a solid note. Uh, I guess at this point I should just, despite you, just pick Cub Swanson. But the name is killing you. You it, know it you does. don't want to pick someone named Cub. You know. No, not at all. I'd rather, you know, pick like. Bear Swanson or Ron Swanson. The Cub Swanson is just kind of like... Tiger Swanson. Oh my god, I'd vote for that! Tiger Swanson. Tiger Swanson. Let's make that a reality. Uh, What say you, Mr. Evans? Uh, Man, I I don't know. I I think Kevin's right about the Cub thing, and and he also has palm trees tattooed on his stomach, which is... The modifier was dangling. He's talking about Cub Swanson, not me, just so everybody's clear. <laughs> that is correct. Oh, Cub Swanson has that, too. 
<laughs> I have oak trees. They're very specific and indigenous <laughs> to my hometown. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, Bear Kevin. Um, <laughs> so I would say, I don't know, it's it's stylistically... Go see I, her. Just go see her. Go, go see her. Uh, okay, Seaver. Okay. Boom. Kev. On the undercard, yes. I've got a great idea for the undercard. Okay. Are you ready to do this? Yes. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to say the fight. I'm going to say the fighters involved, and then I'm going to count to three. And on three, everybody says who they're picking. I love this idea. It's a little schoolgirlish, which is probably what people are thinking at home, but I think it's going to be them. really good. Kev, fuck okay. them, first of all. Second of all, fun, right? Agreed. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. All right, first fight on the undercard is going to be, and we'll actually go in reverse order, Chris Levin versus Andrew Craig. One, two, three. Chris, Craig. Chris Levin. What? Oh. <laughs> you don't want the redemption story of Chris Levin to come back? Nope, I don't. I think he's probably going to lose. Well... He's a friend of the podcast, so you should probably change your mind. I choose Chris Levin. Yay! No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Next fight is Norman Park versus Kazuki Tokyo Dome. One, two, three. Tokyo Dome. Park. Okay, next fight. We've got Gabriel Gonzaga and how the mighty have fallen. Remember when he used to headline at UFCs? We've got Gabriel Gonzaga versus Dave Herman on three. One, two, three. Gonzaga. I'd like to see Herman win. But not by much. Bad news. Yeah. Did did you even say what, John? I said Nepal. You said, wait, you said who? Nepal. 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 Who the fuck's Nepal? It means big nose. That's his nickname. Is that really what it means? Why are you speaking in Portuguese? Because that's his nickname. You know clear well Kevin and I can't speak other languages, let alone English. Showing off, party of one. Yeah, exactly. You can speak Spanish, right? Yeah, close enough. All right. You can speak Spanish. Not on this, because this is America. That's right. In America, we speak (laughs) English or American. I only speak American. Next fight. Edson Barboza versus Rafaela Oliveira. One, two, three. Barboza. And I'm the only one playing. This is this is a fun you game. Guys. You're so dumb. I can't believe you fell for this. Uh, no, I got to go for the guy who has Rafael in their names. So yeah, that's why I went with Barboza. It was a no Oh, are you doing that because you hate me? Yes. Good. Okay. John, do you have any thoughts? Uh, I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head who either of those fighters are. So. Okay, you have to ask yourself, which do you like better, the name Barboza from like Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. me? Or Raph? Yes. Uh, Barboza. Damn it! <laughs> We've got oh, two more on the end insider info. He only does jiu-jitsu with you, ladies and gentlemen. I know, it's really... Uh, that, that one's gonna hurt. Are we also gonna do the Facebook prelim? Yeah, fuck it, let's do it. Seth! Bazinski? Bazinski, is that where you're going here? I think that's right. Bazinski versus... I think you have to say it with water. Bazinski. Oh my god, I love that you turn it just more (laughs) Russian and drunk to try and get through it. Goes with the oak trees. Nailed it. And Brian... 
Melancon? Melancon? Melancon. All right, Melancon. Mm. One, two, three, go. Vaksinski. <laughs> Whatever Kevin just said. <laughs> Even though saying his name has me feeling a little melancholy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like that Kevin did say the last name oh. of Seth with a little bit of like, in Mother Russia we have... <laughs> Vodka and we drink to Seth Brzezinski. Brzezinski. <laughs> Old SBs. Yep. I know Next. the and finally but not least, we have Mike Pierce versus David Mitchell on three. One, two, three. Pierce. Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell. Mm. Look at us doing some predictions. And again, for up-to-the-minute coverage of UFC 162... You will have John Evans and Rafa Sparza on location, um, just you know, doing some tweeting, keeping us going on uh, how the fan expo is going. We may actually even shoot a remote out there. They might even shoot a remote out there. I'm so jealous. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun fight card. Yes, and we will we will keep you up to date, Kev. We're gonna be in in touch with you, so don't worry. I'm stoked for that. It's time for really everyone's favorite part of the podcast, the end. Shoutouts. Would you like to start, Raf? Yeah, I'll start. Uh, I would like to start with Eduardo Torres of the Results Will Vary podcast, who allowed me to come on recently to promote our podcast. Uh, he was so nice to let us uh, do that and uh, basically talk about it. It's it's a athlete's and personal trainers uh, kind of website. So why he wanted me is up in the air. But he was dumb enough to let me get on there and uh, tell him all about our podcast that we do here. And, and he was really into it. He says he's a fan of what we've been up to. So he was, uh, he was very amicable about uh, doing that. And I think we'll have him on at some point on the show. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. It was the first time I've ever really uh, done another person's podcast talking about Verbal Tabcast without Kevin in this form. So it was kind of like, so what do you do on your podcast? And I was like, oh, on my podcast? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's all me. <laughs> that jokester, Kevin, he's my sidekick. Let me tell you about being the main attraction. Um, but he was super cool, and uh, I, I really like what he, he does Really easy format. If you guys get a chance, go check it out. It's at results may, results will vary. Uh, go listen to it. Very very cool stuff. And I think I was pretty funny on it. Uh, other stuff to talk about. We've also always like to give our best to Valley Martial Arts Center. That is the Mac. Was that Outsiders inspired? That was soccer inspired. Interesting. Hmm. How much soccer have you played, Kevin? Uh, once in fifth grade, I think I played a season. All right, good enough. Uh, good people at Valley Martial Arts Center. Uh, actually, one of our our uh, our uh, people who goes there, her name's Ani. She came up to me, and she was like, "Hey, you have a podcast?" I go, "Yeah." She goes, "Okay, I'm gonna listen to it." And I was like, "You know, we've shouted you out." She goes, "No, you haven't. Shut up." So here we are doing it again. Shouting her out. Annie, congratulations on Ooh, listening. Uh, We're happy you are. What's up, Ollie? I even have John here to prove that I am talking about you. So there. Nah. He's not. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. Speaking uh, of John, uh, let's give a 
big verbal tap thank you john thank you for joining us once again here oh. in live cast studio oh definitely i love being on thanks for having me <laughs> live cast studio live cast studio okay. no one knows what that means i usually make up a word an episode bjj finder go check it out people they're responsible for keeping our website afloat Look at the app. It's the world's premier Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school locator. All you have to do is plug in your address. You'll find Jiu-Jitsu schools all around you and take it from the three of us jackasses. Jiu-Jitsu is probably the best thing about all of us. So go ahead, check it out, get started at a gym near you. If you're in this area, just head over to BJJ and MMA Academy out in Chantilly, VA. If you're in Maryland, no concept. That does it for me and my shout-outs, but please go over and check out BJJBreakdown.com where you'll find John making it accessible for all of us to understand some of the more high high practitioners of jiu-jitsu and what they're doing. I, uh, yeah, I'd appreciate that. That's awesome. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, I, I, I lost you. You want me to help I you? I lost my it? words again. Every time we get so oh. close to the end of the podcast and you just lose it, we work so hard on training you. Concentrating really good minutes. this time. You were, look, guys, if you want to go to a great website that tells you how to get better at the sport of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, what you're going to want to do is head on over to BJJBreakdown.com. But you're not just want to go there, you're going to want to watch the videos, participate, go on the forums, talk to John. He's very accessible and approachable and will answer your questions in a way that will elaborate the sport in ways that you've never even considered. All of this and more, go there. It's free. Utilize it. BJJBreakdown.com. And you're going to see me and John Evans this week at UFC 162. So you're going to get breakdowns of that. And when we rejoin you next week, we may even have a couple surprise guests to talk to when we are in Vegas. So. Uh Already looking forward to those guests. Download us on iTunes. Visit our website, verbaltapcast.com. That'll do it for us in episode Verbal Tap 30. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good 30. <laughs>